Hey guys, what's up? This is Jim. Welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. Hope you're doing great. Hope you're staying safe. Hope you're healthy and happy. Um, tonight's episode is all about music. Um, I enlisted two of my good friends, Emil and Jack, to come in and answer the unanswerable question of what are the top 10 bands of all time. So this is about an hour and a half long podcast. Um, the first couple of minutes are basically us trying to get Jack to figure out how to log in. So you may want to jump ahead, but hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, I really do believe that music can be such a source of of inspiration and comfort, especially in uncertain times. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to record this. And as always, check out the website, jimsimco.com or follow me on Instagram uh, for the latest and greatest things coming up. We got a lot of things coming up soon. So hope you guys are all doing great. Let's get into the show. It's all right, true. Jack, are you on? Yeah, I was logged in. All right. Let me in. Start your video. Where am I? Postal Just says Jack's <laughs> iPad. There he is. Oh. Look at that guy. Jackie, look at that, that guy. That you got guy. a haircut. That's weird. How'd you get your haircut? Oh, you live with a hairstylist. Yes. <laughs> Makes it. Oh, you could, you could get your haircut too, but it might not turn out like that. I think I'm going to let the girls, um, like no joke, I actually think I'm going to let them give me a mohawk tomorrow. They've been like dying to you do it. You and Derek Wyback will have matching mohawks. I know. That's my, yeah, I know. Like the people I know who have mohawks, I'm kind of like, like they're way <laughs> cooler mullet. than I am. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Just do the mullet, Jim. That's a big, yeah. Uh, have you seen it? Look at this, Jack. It's kind of like a mullet right now. I look like a, a teenage version of myself. Got to trim up the sides a little and you'll be good. Yeah, I bought it's a razor. Got a, a flock of seagulls going on, dude. It, <laughs> Yeah, but I need to put headphones on. I'm not sure I want the flock of seagulls look. <laughs> I think I'm trying to avoid the flock of seagulls look. Um, You're not doing a very good how's, job. I'm not doing a good job. It's not. It's how's the audio? Not. Huh? What? How's got, huh? What? What? Jack, <laughs> said, say what? what? <laughs> the audio is fine. The problem is the video because we can see you. Yeah, this is a kind of a problem. Not, nah. <laughs> what? How? So how's this going to work, Jim? Are, are you recording like currently? Yeah, it's recording currently. So Jack with his shirt off right now is on film, which is great. So that's going I'm on. I'm going to have to do some serious editing later on. Um, serious editing. Yeah, I'll that's say it. start and we'll, and we'll go. As in you're just going to dump the entire thing on Instagram tomorrow morning, first yeah. thing. Ooh, like, Instagram. I hadn't thought of Instagram. Thank you. That's a good call. I was just going to do YouTube, but I think we'll do the shot of just Jack with his shirt off. I think yeah. that's, the, that's where Don't we need that. to start. Dude. Um, all right, no, let's get let's get going. This is gonna be super free for all. We're just gonna see how this goes. Uh, kind of a broad topic. Yeah, you think? A bit. All right, hey everybody, welcome to the Hero Up Podcast. This is Jim Subco, and I am joined today with two of my best friends, two guys I love. I would probably give a kidney to, possibly. I'm not sure if a kidney is that the one where you have two of them, or is it the liver? I would do the one where I have two of them and I keep one. But I'm going to do this alphabetically. Jack Maurer, Emil Wood, thank you guys for being here today. Hello, Jim. Thank you. This is going to be the most polite I've ever seen. Hey, Good to be here, man. Hopefully. Why don't you tell I, everybody I, a little about yourself? Jack, who? you want to go first? Well, I've been... But first, first overthink this. <laughs> We're in a swimming pool together. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, yeah. right. That's right. How long have we known each other? Like 15 okay. years. Yeah. We actually did meet in a swimming pool while we were holding each other up during a men's retreat. Yes. And we had our clothes on. Though. Yep. This is true. Anyway, yeah. 15 years. <laughs> uh, 
Is it? Um, I am a I am a chiropractor and a guitarist. Oh, good. Congratulations. And Emil, Emil, we met through Jack. Yeah, I don't know. And uh, five years ago, something like that. And we uh, have like diametrically opposite um, beliefs and fandom when it comes to sports. I'm East Coast Patriots. You're born in Hawaii, which means you're all fucked up. Like you like the Steelers, yeah. but then like you like the LA team. Like you're just like kind of all over the place. So, well, I like whatever basketball team my cousin plays for. So I just bounce around to whatever. Jack, team look, he's name dropping his cousin already. We've been <laughs> on this thing for one NBA, minute. Right? <clears throat> I have like zero loyalty to NBA teams. I just so Emil's cousin is is Michael Jordan. Yes, <laughs> you can see the resemblance. Yeah, it's very no. Luke Walton, great guy, yeah. wonderful guy. But uh, yeah, no, then you know the first time um, I interacted with you, Jim, was my my wife baked a cake for your daughter's birthday party. That's a right. Yeah, when Sarah's trying to get into the the baking business. Yeah. Like, oh, we're I'm baking a cake for some of uh, like uh, Jack and Sandra. We barely knew Jack and Sandra. Uh, you know those people that we know from Sandy Hill is some of their friends. I'm like, yeah, they sound weird. Oh my God, that's right. That's so cool. <laughs> It's so it's so crazy how like that stuff just kind of happens and then you just like be like not talk you can not talk to each other for a couple months and then just like back to normal yeah you, know, you have such history so that's awesome right on um, okay Emil, that's how we met and that's how uh, I met Emil's wife for the first time she was it in a pool where you guys were holding each other up too that and she delivered a birthday cake to Moonlight Beach I like how oh, the Emil has his friends from his wife's effort I like that dude. Oh yeah, she puts together everything for me, pretty much. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, right. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, so tonight our topic is top ten bands of all time and why you should care. So obviously, since we're in the middle of this global pandemic, um, you 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 have to soothe your soul and figure out ways to take care of yourself one way or the other. And I think music is a huge piece of it. We've all talked about music a thousand times, but now we are finally going to do it. We're finally going to figure out the top 10 bands of all time. Um, I'm hoping that we're all still friends after this. Not sure if we will be, because I feel like you guys have some uh, erroneous thinking in some of your, in some of your <laughs> lists. I can feel it already. Um, but, but like for me personally, I mean, I think music is such an important part of, of, of life and, you know, allows us to connect and bond and all that other stuff. Um, and my goal would on this would be is like for all of our listeners, all five of the listeners, because now I'm expecting both of your moms to listen to this, uh, this podcast, uh, that we maybe introduce them to some music that they either don't know of or weren't aware of like a certain, how a certain band is or whatever. And maybe we'll inspire people to listen to more music because obviously I believe music is a uh, uh, you know, huge piece of life. So, but before we start and get into the list, I want to hear from each one of you guys. So tell me about cause I, and I want you to tell me as melodramatically as possible. <laughs> tell me about a time where music either changed your life or got you through something um, in your life. Emil, you want to start? Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I, um, I don't know, like I, so I grew up in Hawaii, um, where lucky bastard. Yeah, I mean, it's poor me, right? Like, yeah, uh, what a rough upbringing I had. But what one of the things you don't have in Hawaii is you don't have like these big popular bands coming. 
to, to mm. uh, see in concert all the time. Um, so what we would get is tons of like reggae shows. And like if you grew oh. up on all you, all you listen to is reggae music basically. Um, and uh, I, I just remember that like the first concert that I went to that I really recognized as a concert was uh, Jimmy Cliff. Oh, and cool. It was out at like the local high school down in Kahului. Um, and, uh, it was just like, it was just like, it's an amazing experience. I went with my, my, like my family and everything. And it was like outside. And, uh, I remember Jimmy Cliff coming on stage. It was just like, just kind of like blew my mind. And I was like an awkward, um, uh, like middle school. I, I forget. I think I was like sixth grade or something like that. Um, that was, and, was uh, that your first show? It was, I, 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 I believe it was my first show that I kind of realized was a concert. I, I might've been in some stuff before that, but this was yeah. the one that, means like you know i actually went to a show um and uh it was great it was amazing like i i knew a few of his songs and ever since that i've been you know a big jimmy cliff fan um but i remember i got it i got a t-shirt from there you know radical like tie-dye t-shirt jimmy cliff concert and i wore that thing and like you probably uh, still wear it i i wish i still had this thing but <laughs> you probably I'm, still fit in it i know like, you bastard <laughs> like those awkward years when I was still like a fat little kid, you know. Wait, were you a fat kid? I was a fat kid, yeah. You were not. Were you really? Uh, yeah, I, I was. It was a really awkward time for me, like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, so I was like, I, I had a lot of like, you know, issues. And so I, would, I threw this t-shirt. I remember going to school with it on. And I was like, whoa, dude, that's such a cool t-shirt. You know, I just got like tons of love from the t-shirt. So, you know, it was very formative. Kind oh, of that's so cool. That's so cool. <laughs> Emil, Emil's the one guy who's, how old are you? Uh, 46, 46. 46. So you're basically leaner and more cut and more ripped now than you were when you were a kid. That seems unfair for the rest of us. That, that seems a little. <laughs> I'm, I'm better late, looking. Late bloomer. I don't know. Late, late bloomer. There you go. Jack, what about you, dude? You know, I, I think it was probably for me um, just more of like an anthem of like high school and early college and growing up in LA, I had the opportunity to go to tons of live shows, you know, and, and they were all age shows, right? So <laughs> like speaking of like first concert, at first, my first concert was Van Halen, you know? Oh my God. At the forum, you know, and I was 13 years old. <laughs> and I, remember, I went with like my cousin and my best friend and it was just blaring loud, like so loud. That's all I can remember is like taking three or four songs into the show to even realize what song was on. <laughs> and then so like getting a t-shirt, concert t-shirt, going to school on Monday morning and being, yeah, I went to see Van Halen. You know, I'm like the coolest thing ever. What tour was it? Do you remember? Which was what? The tour? Yeah. Oh, ni 1984. Oh, okay. I saw him that, I saw him that tour too. That's cool. That's super cool. And then, um, and then from there, just I loved going to live shows. That was probably mostly for music. I mean, because what we had vinyl and we had cassette decks, you know. Yeah. So, for you, you know, young I mean, listeners, you'll have to look that up and what those two things are. We're not going to explain it now. Right, albums. Yeah. Um, so from there, I just kind of like started searching out shows, you know. And I remember, I think my second show went to see X with like a band called the Dickies and then a little known band, Jane's Addiction. Yeah. I remember that. And then I was just hooked on that type of music. <laughs> That's awesome. But That's awesome. Yeah. It just kind of got me through high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
my very first show was uh, my very first concert was Yes. Do you remember the band Yes? No. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great show. I remember it being like a, a this crazy light show, and it really wasn't like my kind of music. But my friend at the time um, had like a ticket, and he's like, "Hey, do you want to come with me and my mom?" And so I went with like my friend. You know, I can't. I think it was John Daskam and his mom. And uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was awesome. It was crazy. But I think of like, when I think of like music times, music got, got me through, like the very first time I had knee surgery, I remember being back at college and this is like September 91, I think. And um, Blood Sugar Sex Magic just came out, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I remember that like I had to do all these knee exercises because back in those days, like physical therapy, you had to do a lot of it on your own. You, you, know, you didn't like go to a place or at least I didn't at my college. So I would sit in my room and I would blast the chili peppers and do like all my exercise. And I would be in like so much pain and so much like, like my whole body, like my whole body would hurt. And so like anytime I hear blood sugar, sex magic, like the actual song, I think of like sitting on my desk in my, in my dorm by myself, like basically like crying. Cause I hurt so much while I was doing like leg raises. So it's a trip. It's just like you trip how you think of that stuff, you know? Yeah. Crazy how it like put you back into those places in your life. Right. Like, Jay's Addiction, I hear that bass line from, uh, what's that song, Summertime Rolls. And I just remember being in like dorm room in college and just turning it up to 10 and just blasting it, you know. And yeah, and totally, obviously sober and, you know, not doing anything. Of course. <laughs> yeah. No illicit drugs. No illicit <laughs> kids. Don't do drugs. Drugs well, that. Like magic. I mean, I, I was living in Hawaii. I was, at, I was going to college in Hawaii. And I remember that album came out, going to Jelly Record, Jellies and getting... Jelly the cassette and going, wow, the Chili Peppers really blew it on this album. <laughs> and, then, and, then I, and then I listened to it. You about, know this is going to come back, right? When we do our list. I can I selectively mute you. You know this, yeah? And then I loved it. You know, and then you fell in love with it. That and now that time. I always relate that back to living in Hawaii, you know, at that Am time. Am I the only idiot who didn't live in Hawaii? I don't get it. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you, man. I don't know. I don't know. On your podcast. It's crazy. You're the Boston. That was the first time I ever heard the Chili Peppers was Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Like I heard of them, but like right. growing why like they were like on the rotation. First song I heard by them was uh, Breaking the Girl. You know that yeah. guitar. It's, Breaking uh, it's the Girl. Like, yeah, these guys are pretty good. I, I, like, yeah. I, but I, I don't know. The first one I heard was um, Mother's Milk. Like right when I when I got to college because I didn't I didn't know anything about them in high school. I didn't, and I freshman year. I, you know, found like Nirvana and the Chili Peppers kind of in the same thing. And Nirvana was like great, um, but they weren't like my, they weren't totally my speed. They still have that punk element to them, which, yeah. you know, is not like, not my deal. But um, yeah, the first time I heard the Chili Peppers, I was just like, who the fuck are these guys? This is like, Mother's Milk was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, good. I liked everything about it. Such a good um, Okay, so let's get it, let's get it into our, into our list here. So I, Sent you guys over some of this stuff, but so I want to discuss before we come up with it. Huh? Like 20 minutes ago. Yes, 20 minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> You'd be amazed. That's actually, hey, I actually wrote down an agenda, which is, uh, it's pretty good. For Impressive. Um, Impressive. <laughs> so here's, the, here's some ideas on criteria, and I want you guys to, you know, fill in what you think. So to be the, one of the top 10 bands of all time, let's talk about like, what's the criteria? Like, what do you think? they need to do to be the top 10 band of all time. Cause it can't just be like one awesome album, like flock of seagulls. Like you mentioned before, like right, right, it's gotta right. be like, gotta have a little bit of staying power. Right. 
You guys agree? Mm. Or they have to initiate a whole movement in music, right? Like, give me an example. It could be a style like Nirvana, for instance, right? When Bleach came out, they're a little known band, but they, they were like at the forefront of the whole grunge movement. Would you put them in? So, how many albums did they have? They had Bleach, Nevermind, In Utero. Is that it? They have anything else? They had a comp, uh, no, they had a compilation. Oh, the unplugged one, right? Okay, so a real limited library. Four, yeah, four, four. Yeah, that's yeah. not a lot when you think about it. But how much effect did they have on the music world through those albums? Though, no, I mean, I think that's a big criteria for me. Is like, like you, I mean, if you put out one album and change the whole face of music, kind yeah. of, or I mean, not necessarily change it, but at least you know start an entire direction. I think kind of what Jack's referring to, um, then I'm, I'm totally okay with that. Um, it, it seems like you have to, that it would have to be massive though. If all yeah. you did is one album, it would have to be a massive kind of Earth Like, can you, think, can you think of anybody who did one unbelievable album, but you're like, you just can't give them the nod to get them in your top 10? Is there anybody where you're like, ah, they were close, but you like took them out at the last second? I, there's one band that I took out that I'll say that when I say it, you guys are going to be like, you're crazy. But I, so I'll say it later, but is there anybody you can think of that you like? Like the, for me, and you guys might totally disagree with this, but the strokes kind of come to mind for me because mm. their debut okay. in what was that? 99 or 2000 or something is so good. Like I, I listen to that album and I'm just, it blows my mind how like, I, I feel like every song on that album is so good. And it's so just like, it like really re- represented that time for music and it created this whole thing, like all these bands like Kings of Leon and like 17 other bands came out that were just like them. Right. Um, but then their second album is okay. And then since then they've kind of tapered off. Yeah. So I wouldn't really, like I've thought about them for the list, but I wouldn't necessarily put them on the list. Interesting. Okay, cool. Jack, what about you? You got anybody? No. No, okay. <laughs> So one of the parts, Jack, Jack, so one of the parts of a podcast is that you talk a little bit more than just in yes or no answers. No, I'm, I'm thinking of a lot of, there's a lot of bands that, uh, that had a library of music prior to being famous too, right? And then they finally broke through. Like, uh, give me an example. Because um, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. Like, so. Are there bands where like they had a couple, you know, okay albums and then they just killed it on one other, you know, the next one, when like the third one. And I'm trying to think, I mean, even like the great, I mean, like Led Zeppelin, I mean, were they out of the gates, the greatest band of all time? Or did it, it, it took to like Led Zeppelin yeah. four or how? No, I'm saying yes. Right, right from the get go, they were the greatest. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Four, I think was their biggest hit, but they were pretty. Crazy. They were pretty big. Yeah, that's true. There's I mean, they, but they're like, like what about like REM, right? I know. They, they, like five albums before like Document came out. Right. Like End of the World is and then you know it. And then Green was after that. And they just suddenly were like the biggest band in the world. But they right. had five excellent albums leading right. into that. You know, a bunch of college students had heard, but you know. Yeah. That's or the hard thing. Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, like they had True Man. Chili Peppers, yeah. Yeah. And then it yeah. wasn't until Blood Sugar Sick 
sex magic until they started like launching into big Commerci- stadiums. Yeah, commercially that's when they that's when they hit. Okay. I mean, Mother's, yeah. Muck, Mother's Muck started it, right? With uh yeah. kind of like they sort yeah. of broke through. But they yeah. had like Freaky Styley was good and then the first album they had, yeah. you know, some some play with it, but not they weren't going you know, wasn't going gangbusters for them just yet. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think that brings us to the next point is like, so the catalog of it, right? So the one knock you I would have on Nirvana is that you only have four albums, right? There's not, there's not a huge catalog and it's really three albums because the third, the fourth one is really the acoustic different versions of the, of the same stuff. Yeah. So, so, so my, what, I guess my, my issue with that is that like, it's not like Nirvana had three great albums and then faded off and made crappy music after that. Like true. if you three or four amazing albums and then the guy dies. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think that still qualifies them. I mean, you can't really knock them for body of work if their life actually expires, you know, like, like, like Jimi Hendrix, you know, like he had on my list um, and he's amazing, but he doesn't have a ton of albums because, you know, like kick the bucket. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. That's so. a good point. Okay. So here's the, here's the other, here's the other thing I thought of is like, where can you listen to them? So he, there's, I mean, he made my list, but oh, I'll get it. But so where can you listen? Can you listen to him at work? Can you listen to him with your kids? Can, when you're working out in a library while you're driving at an event, blah, blah, blah. And so like someone who's on my list is Tupac, but you can't listen to him hardly anywhere. Like you can't listen to him in front of your kids. You can't like in a library. You're not going to hear him in a coffee shop. You know what I mean? Like you're just like not going to hear him in 50 places. Yeah. Like you just can't. So that was one of the things I thought like, okay, so like, um, you know, like Led Zeppelin to your, to your example is like, you can kind of hear him wherever. Like, it's not like a, although I don't know if you can really hear him when you're working out. Like, can you really work out to like Led Zeppelin four? Not really. Not really. No, not really. No. (laughs) (laughs) But But that's, I mean, Go ahead. Okay. As an adult, like we're we're very limited to our, you know, time when we're listening to music, right? Yeah, you get you get that time to yourself while you're maybe working out or going for a run or something. But yeah, yeah, I think music it uh it has its place in time. Like I'm not a huge hip hop fan, but I like I like to listen to you know, or, or rapping. I like to listen to Snoop Dogg when I run, you know, <laughs> it's a nice pace for me listening to the, you know, to you're Snoop. like every, every middle-aged white man stereotype. It's so great. Which is so funny. Cause I, I like to listen to Snoop Dogg when I run, but it's like, Oh my God, I feel like such an idiot doing it, but I'll listen to certain types of music if I'm running, but mm-hmm. I won't listen to Nirvana while I go for a run. Not but, unless you want to fall asleep while you're running. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, <it's> <laughs> workout music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I kind of want them to, I want whoever's in my top 10 to be, I want to be able to hear them a bunch of different places and not just, not just like a couple places. I don't know why. I'm not even saying it's right. I just, I just. But there's different types of music. Like you listen to Bob Marley in certain situations and you're going to listen to, you know, the Ramones and another, well, you're not going to listen. You don't, do you know who the Ramones are, Jim? I've heard of them. Uh, I, I've you heard you of might them. listen to them in a different situation. Yeah. 
That's true. Here's well, my other one. Here's the other thing I would add to that is that as three, we're we're all dads of young kids, and I think yeah. further to Jack's point, like the our opportunities for listening to music are like way different than like a like a twenty five year old kid. Who's yeah. just college. Like yeah, Jack's right. Like we we don't have I don't have a lot of opportunities to listen to music that has swear words in it. So. That eliminates a lot of music from my. <laughs> it really does. It eliminates a lot. You know. Um, yeah, that's a big one. So um, you know, not exactly a you know wide swath of society. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's a good. That's a good point. Um, here's my other thought. What do you think about this? I feel like for them to be for someone to be on the list, they have to have a couple just deep anthem songs like just go-to anthem songs that it, when it comes on you're just like all right i'm just listening to this song like makes you want to run out and do something you know run around or whatever it just gets you completely amped up like to me they have to have that if they don't have that then they're just basically background music but that's my opinion what do you guys think i've stumped them both neither one of them is uh <laughs> I don't necessarily agree because there's bands that I think are like all-time great bands that I probably couldn't name more than two songs. I mean, I'm not the type of person that memorizes all the words to songs or the, the titles of songs. Amel probably does, but... Yeah. Totally. Well, you know, Amel's only got four... He only has four kids, so he's got tons of free time. I have tons of time. I have time on my hands. <laughs> but there's... I mean, like bands that I would say that, that bring up certain memories and, and nostalgia. And when you put them on, like, just get that, get the juices going. Mm -hmm. But they don't necessarily, they're not like an anthem type. Give me, give me an example of somebody like that. Um, like the Beastie Boys. I mean, would you say the Beastie Boys what? are like an anthem type? I mean, except for like fight for your right to party. No sleep till Brooklyn. She's crafty. Uh, but um, I was thinking more like Eye of the Tiger, you know. I'm thinking of you, Jim. Got it. Got it. <laughs> or, the rock, or the Rocky theme. Whoever did that song. Uh, Survivor, who did, I think. Who did it? Survivor? Oh, they did Eye of the Tiger. They did Eye of the Tiger because, you know, I, I, I think I've told you this. I met the guy who wrote yeah. the song. Yeah. He showed what? up in like. I told you this, yeah. I don't know. I was working at a, I was working, I was um doing real estate and he walked into this real estate office right by Seaside Market one day with his with his like wife. Guy in his like mid 50s at the time. This is about 10 years ago and he had like leather pants on and this like silk shirt unbuttoned down his chest. He had a bunch of jewelry. And you're and like, like, "Hey, same outfit, bro." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Hey this man, I got the same shirt." I still remember it was like this bright yellow shirt and his wife was kind of dressed like a rocker. And so I was like, he's looking for a house. And I was like, we ta start talking and I'm like, well, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a musician. And I was like, oh, you know, have you done anything I would know? And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm in the band. Uh, I started the band called Survivor. Have you ever heard of us? And I was like, Survivor. I'm like, so you did Eye of the Tiger? He's like, yeah, I wrote that song. And I pulled out my iPad, oh, my, not my iPad, my iPod, remember iPods? And so I opened my iPad or iPod and I showed him, I'm like, I just listened to your song like at the gym today. <laughs> so like, yeah, That's... I know, I know your song. He was super cool. Super, super cool. That's total, total one hit wonder, but yeah, he was awesome. That's a great story. Were uh, they one hit, there's no other survivor hits that you can name off the top of your head? 
uh, wait, they did one from the next from the next Rocky, right? Wasn't it? They did <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, and then they did something else. But no, I don't think after that. Like Kenny Loggins, they like cornered the market on the uh, the theme the movie theme music. <laughs> he, did. he did a good job. He did not make my list. He might have made Jack's list, but he did not make mine. Um, my last thought before we get into the list here is that um, it's my personal belief that whoever we have on this list, they need to be scarred up. They need to have gone through some shit in their life. I don't want a pretty boy on there. Like, you know, not that I would ever put his music on there, but like Justin Bieber, right? Like nothing's ever happened to that kid. He, you know, he we put out- Lately, he looks like he sleeps in the sewer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he looks terrible. He looks like something terrible has happened to him. He so does, like, but then you see how he's dressed and he's wearing like $2,000 like Game of Thrones sneakers. Yeah, so, and he's got like- You know what I mean? Like, I want my dudes to have, yeah, I want the band to have like some scars, have been through some stuff, maybe some breakups, some drug addictions or whatever. And I don't even know why, but maybe because like, I feel like if I've been through some of that stuff, I want them to have gone through it. So is this, are we supposed to be including bands that we think are on your list or bands we think are? No, we're, gonna, we're about to rip through. <laughs> we're about to rip through each one of our lists. And you have to, you have to say okay. the band and you have to explain why you think they have to be on the list. And then we're going con- to we're gonna, we're gonna review it. So how do you want to do this? Should we just do like five each and we'll start? We might have a lot of common bands. We might, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So if we have a common band, we can just say like, like, okay, I, I have that band too, and here's why. And they, they cross each other out. It's like categories. So if you have the same band, you don't get points for it. No, maybe they get more points that way. And then, uh, Jack, do you want to? Are you taking notes? Do you want to take notes when we get to our top ten? I, I don't have. If you can believe it, I do not have a pen. I was gonna say he's the most organized out of all of us. So all right, I'll do it. Hold on, let me see. Make sure you're done. I've got a pen, Jim. If you want me to say. You that. do. All right. There yeah. we go. All right. So Emil. Yeah. You go first, dude. Oh, all right. You lead us all off. Right. Um. So I was just like, I don't know. I kind of felt like I, 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 I was just spitting out like the 10 most influential bands on my life and mm-hmm. generally to music in general. So I feel like a lot of these are kind of like, oh, obviously, you know, kind of thing. I, I don't have a ton of like reaches on here. Um, That's- but I also went, I, I was, as I was writing, I went way beyond 10. Uh, I got to like 25 or something. <laughs> so then I, Sort of started narrowing, like scaling it back. Okay. Uh, but I mean, like my list starts, and this isn't a band; it's a person. But I, I, I cleared that first. Actually, yeah, we cleared we cleared that through our records committee and the uh, at corporate to make sure we could say the people for 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 the for for the record that is yes. that is allowable. So the first guy I threw down was uh, Bob Dylan, who is amazing and one of the greatest. And like, t- like talking about <clears throat> bodies of work, right? To have just the the level of incredible songs, just year in and year out, and still being you know active today. But like, you go back to his stuff, and, you know, early '60s. And did he I start mean, early '60s? Yeah, he was 1962. I want to say it was his first album. And how how many how many albums do you think he's got out? Thirty, twenty? I. 35 wow okay uh i'm i think it's north of 30 um because he he had like i want to say like 11 12 albums just in the 60s like he he had two a year like in i think it's like 67 there was like two albums that he had that came out so i think it was maybe by 
Eight by seventy, he was up to like eight or nine albums already. Um, I mean, the guy was prolific, and then he kept going all through the seventies and just like and 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 it's crazy because like you think about like his albums he had in the sixties, like Highway Six One Revisited, you know, Free Will and Bob Dylan, like just like tons of really good albums, tons of really good songs, and then like his career, like took a dive and he had a couple of crappy albums that no one's no one talks about um and in 73 he comes out with blood on the tracks right like everybody's odd oh, dylan's done whatever he's just terrible blood on the tracks you can make a case as being his greatest album right like i mean tangled up in blue is just one of the one of the best songs what's your you know? what's your go-to best built dylan song of all time and tangled up in blue is up there for me for sure um i like why like, <clears throat> i i mean it personally to me it's one of the first songs i learned on guitar um and it's just like uh i don't know like i remember my dad listening to it when i was a little kid um and it made me really like i love songs that tell stories and it's just like this this like monumentally long like opus of a song that just goes on and on and on and it tells this just incredible story um and uh i just i don't know i was just kind of like connected to that one um, that's cool and isn't one of your 17 kids named dylan don't you have one one or two kids named dylan two of them are named dylan actually two of yeah. them are named dylan. yeah <laughs> yeah one sense. spelled with a y the other spelled with an i you know? nice <laughs> <laughs> all right so, so bob dylan i mean i think you could yeah you yeah, could definitely so, make a case for bob dylan being on the top 10 i mean he's just yeah. The, the uh, body of work. I mean, here's my, my counter argument would be if we were, if I was going to make a counter argument would be that all of his music kind of is this is seems to be in the same genre. Now this is from someone who's not a Dylan huge yeah. fan, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the body of work well, is there. I mean, he's the staying power is there. Has he been through and survived a bunch of stuff? Yeah. He seems like it. He sure still looks like it. He's definitely yeah. got some, Go to anthem songs. You can kind of listen to the guy wherever. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I gotta say, like I, I, I'm not a huge Dylan fan, but I know that when we've played music and you've said, "Hey, let's play some Dylan," and we play it, like it's actually pretty fun to play. Pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. And yeah, he's like sort of a singular kind of category. Um, but he did. I mean, he was the guy that took folk music and like he walked out on stage with his, you know, Fender Stratocaster, uh, and like everybody got pissed off because like somebody was blending folk music with you know electric guitars and yeah. like he 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 kind of evolved a lot of shit. You know, he went from taking all this like Woody Guthrie like PC or stuff and like turning it into like like loud you know, rock and a band backing him up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I get going right, on. He's on there. Jack, what do you think about, what do we think about Mr. Dillon? Well, I don't know. This list is kind of funny because I'm thinking, okay, I, you know, you can go down and list these all time great bands, but am I like really a big fan of these bands? Like you can go down through Bob Dylan, the Beatles, you know, cream, Led Zeppelin, like, you got these all-time epic bands, but then I was kind of going down to my list of like who were. I was almost like more from a perspective of like my favorite bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's where we. Sh yeah, that's defined where it a, defined kind of a generation or defined it like a, a point in my personal life, as opposed to. I mean, I know the Who, 
the Rolling Stones. I mean, of course, those bands are always going to make these like epic lists. But right. I mean, I've seen the Stones and I'm, you know, and you can't deny that they're an incredible, you know, band that extremely talented and performers. But are they like at the top of my playlist? I mean, well, sometimes. That's the whole point. One of the best things about doing stuff like this is it's so fucking arbitrary. The <laughs> yeah. best thing There's ever. so many genres of music. Like, yeah, am I in the mood to listen to the Stones or am I in yeah. the mood to listen to Bob Marley? And for you, like, for Jack, and for you, someone who likes to overthink things and have everything be super regimented and like, like, like have an answer on everything, I, I was very excited to have you uh, partake in this because I know <laughs> this would be fun. So believe it or not, I actually did not think about this. I just kind of did like a, like a, a brain, you know, just, I just threw Hang down up. like 15 bands. All right. You know? Give us, give us one of yours. Let's do a round robin. We'll go like, we'll each go, we'll each go one. So you, you go. Okay. How about um, the Ramones? Okay. Make the case. I'm writing this down. Oh, I've, they I've influenced heard. probably more bands than, you know, in terms of that, the, alternative rock punk movement i mean they've had what over 15 they probably had over 15 albums have they really but they're they're epic performers i mean like see a lot of the bands i like i enjoyed going to see live right and, uh and you know that's a great criteria criteria i didn't even think about that let me put that on there that's awesome and, and their live performance is sometimes like so much better than recorded you know, so I, I would say like the yeah. Ramones, one of the best shows I've ever seen, you know. Was the Ramones? Yeah. Amy, your then, thoughts on the Ramones? Uh, so I never saw them live. I, I feel like that's something like, you know, my upbringing, I, I missed out on some really good bands live. That's one of them. Uh, I, I can also say I didn't really have an appreciation for them until I started hanging out with Jack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I, I still I still don't go that deep on them, but the songs that I hear, I sort of am starting to get it. You know, like I used to think, oh, they're just whatever, write three minute songs and just whatever, they're not that complicated and um, three chords. Um, but now that I am starting to get, I like, yeah, I I, I kind of get it. I uh, I don't know that I would put them on my list, but I mean, they're they're influential. Um, I didn't realize they had that many albums out. Neither did I. No, they, they I started they had, like, three. Like, late late 70s right yeah. i mean they were okay. playing cbgb in new york in the maybe like like 77 or something like that what tell me tell me a couple of their songs i mean there's so many i mean there's give me yeah. give me give me like their top like, what i want to be sedated song. that's like they're all sedated. time okay yes yeah, it i want to be sedated yeah you know let's creep bop is a big one let's creep bop yep yeah okay I, you know, but their their music and it, and it carried through into the '90s until, you know, and you know, yeah, I think adding to early two thousand, like so many bands cite them as influences. Yeah, right. So that's I think those are two things that maybe we didn't touch on, like talking about criteria, like yeah. like live performances and influences. Are super important. Like bands who have a good album but they go on stage and they suck live, like. I don't know. It definitely takes away from it. And then they're like influencing of other, other musicians like Ramones, like who doesn't talk about the Ramones as an influence. It's funny. You know? I never, I just didn't get the Ramones train at all. I liked those two songs that you mentioned, 
Blitzkrieg Bop and I Want to Be Sedated. I really liked I Want to Be Sedated. And in college, I was dating this girl who loved the Ramones. She like loved them. And it's all she listened to. And I just didn't, I didn't get it. But to your point, like you do hear so many other musicians talk about how awesome they were and how influential they were. And I'm always like, I'm like, really? Those are the guys that everyone like loves? And so I made- And a signature sound, right? You hear the Ramones and you know it's the Ramones. Like, like, yeah. That's another one. That's another, I'm putting that on the criteria. That's a great, that's a good call. Signature sound. Well, what's cool is that uh, now that my kids are getting into music, you know, Gavin's playing and he's like trying to put together like a bunch of bands. Like Blitzkrieg Bop was one of the first songs that, you know, his first concert he played, and they're playing Blitzkrieg right. Bop. That's so great. <laughs> so good. It's that's so, so great. 40 years old. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's got, I mean, that's some serious staying power. It's a yeah. song 40 years old and people are playing it. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to pull one off of my list here and say the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. The Beastie Boys for me are, they have to be in the top 10 on my list because, you know, they came out beginning of high school. It was three white, you know, three white dudes rapping at the time. They're white. Still, West. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they're white. <laughs> Jack, they're whiter than you are, if you could believe that. And they just, they played it. They just were unbelievable to me. They're actually one of the very first shows I went to. I went to see oh. them um, with Public Enemy on the License to L tour. And I didn't know who Public Enemy was. And Public Enemy comes out and their S1Ws have like machine guns. And they're like walking around, blowing the whistles. And. We were sitting in the third row and I was like freaking out. I'm like, who are these guys? I'd seen like five black people in my life before then. And I'm like, who are these guys? Why are they pointing guns at us? And how do we get out of this place? Because this seems crazy. And then during that show, this is back when the Beasties were a little, um, this is when they were like drinking on stage and people were dancing in cages. And MCA actually threw me a beer, which I, <laughs> I have a fond memory of that. But yeah, for, I mean, I think the Beastie Boys, like I feel like they they brought in a whole different level of rap and hip hop and they did something that no one really had, you know, no one had done before. And I would argue that not a lot of people have done since outside of maybe Eminem where it, you've got like, just like a super white dude doing hip hop. But what are, are your the, thoughts? Are they the best selling hip hop? Yeah, vanilla Ice. <laughs> yeah, Vanilla, vanilla Ice. ice. Um, what Jack? No, aren't the Beastie Boys the best-selling hip-hop band of all time? Like they've sold more records than any other. I yeah, they probably are. I mean, they're you know commercial. I mean, I think that they, I think they're unique because they also kind of in like mid-career did a complete flip from when they went. You know, they did License to Ill, then they did Paul's Boutique, and they did In from the Outside. And then it was, and then check your head is like when they started getting a tiny bit more political and less like uh, misogynistic. And then in the next one, I can't remember the next album. I think it might've been, Ill, I think it was Ill Communication. And it just completely changed. And they were like all about like treating women and people respectfully. And MCA had just gone to like Tibet to meditate with the Dalai Lama. And so like, they just kind of did this whole thing where like they just kind of did a 180. And yeah. You know, they're I've seen them in concert like 10 times. They're insane in concert. They're you know, there's not there's nothing about them where I'm like, okay, like you know, these guys don't work. They I they, never I never got to see them in concert, man. Oh no. This is where we're gonna go through and like realize how 
how how horrible my my childhood was. <laughs> yeah. How much? Hey, how much snow Great did you shovel? Shovel? Did you shovel a lot of snow in Hawaii? Because I shoveled a lot of snow in Boston. You're talking about uh, that white <laughs> stuff that's on the beach, right? That's... Yeah, you get it on a postcard from the you know from your relatives in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, shave yeah. ice. Oh. <laughs> shave ice. Shave ice. Yeah, they're unbelievable. I mean, in in uh, in shows, they're unbelievable. So for me, like they I mean, and they also and also they changed my life. Like I can, you know, you could point to almost any point in my life and say like what was happening or you could play a song and I, you know, you could play check your head and I'm immediately back in Newport, Rhode Island, bartending and surfing all day long. You can play license to ill and I'm freshman year in high school, you know, just about any of it. Um, the funny thing I would say is that they, their last couple albums, I didn't love. Mm-hmm. Like I liked them cause they were, they were the beastie boys, but I wasn't like, wow, these are awesome. But, uh, was it intergalactic planetary that one? Yeah, and then they had sabotage. another one. What was it? Sabotage. No, I like that one, but uh, the one after that was like I think it was Hello Hello Nasty. That Hello Nasty. Yeah, that's that's and, the one with uh, uh, intergalactic planetary on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like sitting in a, like a sardine can. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hello Nasty. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I um sabotage. What was that? Check your head. Right. That was check your head, yeah. Yeah, yeah that that was that I was really. I go back and listen to that one a good amount. Um, Me too. Just ta- it's there's there's tons of really good songs on that. Album. And there's like there's um, lyrics in there that I still use. It's like cool cooler than a cucumber in a bowl of hot sauce. Like I say that I say that every day. I mean, like, <laughs> and everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" But and I believe that you do say that. I do say day. that a lot, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, they're, they're definitely a band that you can listen to with headphones mm-hmm. and have yeah. the equal enjoyment as seeing them live. I mean, yeah. They, yeah, there's no separation there. Yeah. And I feel like they paved the way for like, you know, guys like Eminem and just other, you know, some other bands. Oh, I, actually, I don't even know. Like, I mean, really Eminem and who else? Who, what are the white, white boys? They, they crossed over a lot. Like, I mean, I remember I, uh, my first time I saw Beastie Boys, they were opening for Run DMC. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. So and then and they were just these guys. I'm like the Beastie Boys. You know, I I kind of liked them. You know, but then I loved them. And then I saw them later on, and they played. I saw them play a show with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, wow. and they were in a full band with no. They didn't even have a DJ. It was a drum kit, guitars, bass, and they did a whole right. punk set. That's cool. You know, well, so they, they were able to go from like rap, like you know. They started as they they started out as a punk band. Yeah, right? they were punk. Yeah. yeah, their first their first like, not, it wasn't even a commercial commercially Demo, successful right? song. Was um, no was uh she's on it. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not she's on it. Cookie Puss, which is right. like a punk song about this like uh, ice cream dessert in, that's like sold at Carvel in Brooklyn. <laughs> and they like that was like their whole thing. It was like all about cookie puss. So, all right, all right so, Emily, you're up, dude. So, well, first before we move on from the Beastie Boys, what is your what is the best Beastie Boys album? Ooh. Can can you pick one? Which one's to Ill. Yeah, it's got to be License to Ill. But so, when I was in college, I was in a band, as you guys know, and our very first song, every show that we did, and we probably did. 
I don't know, like a hundred shows over, or not, maybe not that much, maybe 70 shows over the four years. Our very first show every night was um, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Nice. <laughs> like that's how we started every show off. And being, you know, being going to school in New York, it was a pretty apropos song. And so, yeah, for me, it's got to be licensed still. It's got to be the best album. Is that when you toured with Beyonce? What did I watch? Is that when you toured with Beyonce? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely, 100%. You guys got pretty cozy on that tour, Jim. That was uh, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, kind of my speed. You ever tell Kelly about that? <laughs> um, where does Paul's boutique fall, fall in your list, man? Because that's dude. It's I mean, a I close. Love, it's a close yeah. second. I love License Ill, but like Paul's boutique, I I definitely put that on more than it, uh, any other album still today. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. It's so, so good. good. I had um. My sophomore, my sophomore year in college, I had, I lived in a, in a, in a dorm with six or excuse me, five other guys. We had like, like a double, a single living area, a single and a double. So like in a bathroom, like in this long thing. And I had the lyrics to every Paul's boutique song on the walls. Like, so whatever room you went in had like painstakingly long magic marker written out the words to every song covering the entire wall. So I, I think I had uh, High Plains Drifter in my room. So like looking down, looking down the barrel of a gun, son of a bitch, son of a gun, son of getting paid, getting rich, like all down my wall and in the bathroom. I don't remember what it was, but we had like literally, because we all loved it so much, our whole suite had just Paul's boutique lyrics. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's <laughs> not normal. That's not a normal experience. Um, <laughs> All right, let's move on from our three, three favorite monks and, and go to Emil. What do you got? I'm not sure we're gonna get through all ten tonight. Jim. We're not gonna get through all ten. We'll give go, us five. We'll go. We'll go top. We'll go five. So give me your top okay. five. So so um, I you know after talking through this, uh, some of my picks are not super excited. So I'm gonna skip skip right to uh, to, to to Fishbone. Oh got, God! Great call. Guys, I'm so pissed. I didn't think of that. I don't know if you guys are gonna, um, I'm about to edit this, so that was my idea. I wore my shirt just in honor of that. Um, they, like, so I heard about them, uh, I guess I was in college, or no, I was, I was not yet in college, but I heard about them because my brother was going to um, Boulder okay. for a year. He had a, like an unremarkable single year at Boulder and then <laughs> fell, fell out of college rather rapidly but one of the things that he did was he went to a fishbone show at some like dive bar in boulder and wrote me a letter about it like and was wow. just like saw this band which was like the craziest thing i've ever seen in my life like these guys were doing backflips on stage and everybody played different instruments and they were they were somebody off stage was like would throw their saxophone to them across the stage in the middle of a song and they catch it and start playing it and then throw it back off stage and do more backflips. And I was like, this, this sounds amazing. Like, what are you even talking about? And, um, so I started getting into them and they're just like, I mean, I didn't know what they were. Um, but I like, I love like their energy, right. It was just like in incredible. Um, and I finally got to see him. I, I went to college uh, in LA and I got to see him at the Palladium, uh, Hollywood Palladium. And they did a double billing with them in Primus. And uh, it was like, Jesus. 
was, yeah, it was insane. Like these guys were so like the energy they brought to the stage was just like, as soon as they got on stage, they're just in your face and just like, bam. And they just, did they play for a long time? Don't they, yeah. they, they play for oh. a couple. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they would have played longer, but primers played like, like an hour and a half and then they played like yeah. two hours and everybody was like exhausted by the end of the night. Yeah. Uh, and um, just like their, I, like the, the level of dedication that they put into their music just like blew, I remember just it blew my mind. Like the, the amount of energy and just like, like emotion that was in, in their delivery of their music. I um, mean, yeah. they're unique too. Like they're super unique in that they're like these black guys from, you know, inner city of LA and they're playing like punk, you know, and like, they're like the reverse beasties. Uh, they like the reverse beasties. Yeah. They like went the other direction. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, just did something that they were amazing in their time. And they, you know, they're on the cusp of becoming something incredible. And then they all kind of fell apart in this like epic tale of like disaster. Like, you know, their guitarist, like, goes like gets like kidnapped by a alt or something like that yeah he goes and like joins a cult. i don't know the back i don't know the backstory so yeah that's right because he went he was got hooked up in some cult or something and then yeah. but then he came back right well they arrested they like grabbed him from it they they yeah the two guys the, the bass player and one one of the other guys went up and tried to they, they went to visit him in the cult and then and then they like they're like saying goodbye and they grabbed him and tried to throw him in the back of the car like, and he was like fighting and kicking and screaming. And then he like, what? you know, elbowed one of them in the mouth and like ran back inside. And they're like, oh, fuck it, man. They're, he's gone. And then they drove home. Next thing you know, they're, they're, they're getting arrested for attempted kidnapping, right? Like, <laughs> he what? takes him to court. And it's just this really ugly, like, scene. And uh, the whole thing just like spiraled out of control from there. Uh, Wow. So it's just like when you talk about darkness, dude, that's like <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely going through some stuff. They yeah. they also definitely win the seeing them live test. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember the first time I saw them because they they were one of the bands, one of the nice things about going to school. I mean, I went to school um right outside New York City. So going in to see shows in New York was pretty pretty easy. And then some of the shows would be some of the bands would come come out to where we were because we were only about 25 minutes outside the city. And um, I remember seeing, like the very first time I saw Fishbone, I was struck by not just the energy, but I was struck by like the depth of sound. Like I was mm. like, I didn't know you could get that much sound and make it like harmonious, yeah. right? And I've always liked like the Temptations and Earth, Wind and & Fire and, and Stevie Wonder. So I like, I knew about sound and like, like that, but I didn't, I'd never heard it like kind of with that punk slash funk slash rock yeah. vibe to it and i was just like i remember like being at the show and being like okay like that guy's killing it on guitar that guy over there is killing it on the drums angela's losing his mind singing and then there's like a saxophone and a trumpet somewhere that i can't figure out where yeah. that's coming from and yeah. you're just enveloped in everything it's awesome yeah i just i love bands with horn sections when they're mm -hmm. when they do it well and that's like one of the and things nobody does it well yeah, nobody does it well, but these guys, I mean, the problem with the horn section, you guys got to pay the horn players. They got to travel with you and all this crap, but they figured it out. Like they all play like three or four instruments, you know, yeah. and the, the singers all play horns, you know, and Angelo plays every kind of sax there is out there. Um, and Dirty Walt, that plays that like pocket trumpet thing. Um, and it's just like, 
they, they just have this sound, right? That like no one has, like they just, they have this really like deep funky bass, um, you know, like, like kind of like a heavy metal rock guitar, but then they got these horns that come in there and they just like, you know, it's, it's. Although they did come out of that era of, uh, you know, based in ska mm-hmm. and then merging yeah. with punk and look at uh, Oingo Boingo. I mean, yeah. they, their horn section was signature. Yeah. For, and yeah. that was all that same era of the late eighties you know yeah that's true that's 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 like mid 80s late 80s like jack where do you where do you stand on fishbone oh i think they're all time i mean the first time i saw them was in like 80 gosh i'd say probably like 88 in college i saw them in a uh they played our student union at cal state northridge (laughs) literally like clear out all of like the tables and like move to the catering oh my god and they played over in the corner you know like for, and it was like a five dollar all ages show, you know, the student union. I think if we, had all, rank, if, if we had to rank, if we had rank, who's seen the best shows at the best times? I think Jack I would, would say be me. kicking the shit yeah. out of both of us. <laughs> yeah. like, and I went to school right outside New York City, like so. I don't have an excuse. You have an excuse. You grew up in freaking Hawaii, but like yeah. Jack's like, oh yeah, I saw the Chili Peppers in high school. No biggie. I've saw. Pearl but they, they come from that era, like living again, living like I I saw. No doubt, you know, they, they played our yeah. student union. Yeah, yeah. And they were an unknown band, you know, like. About how long did you go to college for to see all these bands? I, like, you know, like, I, went, for, I went for six months. Hopefully you graduate soon. <laughs> Got an honorary no. degree. What did you think about Fishbone the first time you saw him? Had, did you know about them before then? Um, I did a little bit, but it was one of those like, hey, there's this, you know, I had a buddy who was really into music and he's like, yeah, we should go you know, Friday night to go see this band. And, you know, they come all out on the stage doing like their, you know, black power salute, you know, yeah. and, and then they just tear into it with like, you know, 50 people in the room, you know, yeah. Norwood, I think he was molesting a young lady on the dance floor, you know, in the middle of the show and just craziness, you know, yeah. like Amel said, just, and I don't think their energy has changed. Like, you know, we went and saw Fishbone, was it last year? Last year, yeah. I mean, I, I think Angelo's like 65 now or something. Yeah. And the same energy as I saw them back in the 80s. You know? Yeah, yeah. You talk about energy. I mean, one thing that I love about a band was when they're on stage and you really like feel them just pouring everything they have onto the yeah. stage. You know, like you watch Angelo perform and the dude is wearing like this bright red suit, you know, with all this crazy like collars and stuff and it's crazy hat dude is like drenched head to toe and sweat by like song three right he's just like pouring, <laughs> he's got his shirt off like you know two songs into it and he's just like just everything that he has in his in his being is just like just he leaves it all out there like the, those kind of bands i feel like when you can see a show where like <clears throat> and tell me if you agree with this where you if you see a show where like you can't do anything else and you don't want to do anything else so you're not like messing with your phone or like oh i should go get a drink or mm, i gotta go to the bathroom or oh why does this guy you don't want to miss any of it yeah like you're just like yeah. fully into it. like uh the alternative like the opposite of that is i saw last year i saw mattis yahoo who you know I, I don't know i thought he was going to be awesome i was like fully expecting it yeah, to be awesome. he was terrible he didn't care about the crowd he was like drinking on stage. He wasn't even facing, you know, facing the crowd. He like 
completely, completely mailed in the show. And I was like, we like ended up leaving early because I was like, this just sucks. But, you know, Fishbone, like the times I've seen Fishbone is just like as you're uh, describing it, like you're just like locked in with the band the entire time. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the best album is? Uh, you know, um, I, I think I'd have to go with Truth and Soul. Mm. Um, just it's like, hey, mom, pause, such a good song. Freddie's Dead. Freddie's um, Dead, best. Freddie's Fred, Dead is just so good, yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a toss-up between that one and then their, like, the, their first EP that they came out with that had, mm. like, uh, Ugly, you know, and, like, Lion yeah. Ass Bitch. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a toss-up for those two. I, mean, you can, I don't know if you can qualify. There's only, like, five songs on it. Yeah, sure. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. They, they also have, like, that – they have that signature sound. Like, you could be anywhere, and, like, if Freddie's Dead came on, you'd be like, that's Freddie's yeah. Dead. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. Angela singing. Like, you know right away. Angela like, there's, so distinctive, yeah. 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 And they have right, the best Jackie. albums. I was like, I mean, I'm just, like, looking down through the names of their albums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like what? Like, which ones? Give a monkey a brain, and he'll swear he's the center of the universe. <laughs> I mean, that's the name <laughs> Or Chim Chim's Badass Revenge. Yeah. I mean, it's like... That's pretty solid. Yeah. All right, Jack, pick one off your list. Should we go with like a, a, a more of a conservative, like Bob Marley and the Whalers? Solid. Solid. I mean, solid. That's it's always solid. a go-to. Never yeah. lets you down. Nope. Yeah. There's, I, I can't argue with that at all. He was the second one on my list also. I mean, if you if you start from the beginning of his catalog and go all the way to the end of his catalog, yeah. No, no bad song. He's kind of like your he's kind of like sorry, Jack, I'm gonna use a sports reference here for a second. So just pretend you know what I'm talking about. Don't, don't he's kind of like don't say Tom Brady. No, no, no. I would never say Tom Brady. Give me a break. He's like the Scott, he's like the Scotty Pippen of music, right? Like he he's golf, right? just like, he's going to give you, he's going to give you 20 and 10 every night, 20 points, 10 rebounds every night. Just sawed the whole way through. Doesn't really take that many nights off. It's just going to be like really, really strong the whole way. Would you agree with okay. that? So I'm, I'm from Hawaii here. So I'm a little bit biased. Oh God, um, here we go. And no disrespect to Scotty Pippen in any way, because I think he's an absolute badass. but I feel <laughs> like realistic. You're completely underselling Bob Marley. In, yeah. In that man, Jim. You're just like, you're not in any way doing him justice. Because <laughs> <laughs> he is so influential. He's such a badass. He is All right. Just, so who's the guy, who you, who do you compare him to? Pick a sport. Is he, is he like a Serena Williams where he's just destroying everybody? Or is he like, who is he? He's just solid. Like what act? What actor is he? <laughs> like I think he's like a, he's like a Leonardo DiCaprio. Like everything he's in is good. Like it's good. It's really he's good. Nothing. Can't say anything bad about him. He's like a Leo DiCaprio. So he's a he's a Brad Pitt kind of like he just crushes it. He's in it. Just crushes it. Yeah, he's just like killing it. Okay. Jack, he's like Joe Montana, dude. He's like Joe Montana. He just sits back there in the pocket and just you know drops you know. Perfect I mean, you have to. Yeah. You have to understand, Jim, where Jim grew up, 
Yeah. That's a, what, about 7,000 miles from where you grew up? <laughs> it's actually true. We're actually, we kind of, we almost span the globe. Yeah. One guy in Hawaii, like, one guy in Boston, one guy in LA. Although Jamaica's in between, but. Yeah. yeah. Jack, Jim, what's your go-to, what's your go-to album? Originally from is Jamaica, right? You know that? Yes, I do. Right. What's your go-to album? Go-to. Any, any Marley. It's just anything. Yeah, Why, it's, it's, the, what? Hello? Yeah, I'm listening <laughs> to you. Hello, hello? I'm waiting for you to say something. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to single them out, though. I mean, they're, they're really so many good albums, but... Okay. But did you pick one, Jack? No. Le <laughs> you wouldn't go with Legend? No. No. I mean, I think that's, any of the, the live albums. That's the easy awesome. choice, right? So that's the, the to me, that's, that's like that like, total mail it in. That album is Steve Miller's greatest hits. Like, yeah. You can't Bat say. Babylon <laughs> by bus. That's a good I'm album. I'm totally mailing it in. I'm just saying, yeah, legend. Sure. <laughs> I, don't know. I love his greatest hits, man. It's I love his greatest hits. Uh, <laughs> I like Columbia that. House greatest hits. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Confrontation. He's one of my favorites. Um, it's got coming in this. Yeah. Exodus uh, is pretty good. Exodus is so Burning? Good. How about Burning? So here's the thing with Bob Marley is like he started out with Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler. Yeah. Right? So like the three, like the, 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 the pantheon of reggae music are these three yep. dudes. And they started it in like some like freaking like closet in Kingston, Jamaica. Um, and their, their album Burning is just like it's so raw. I think is that like their first or their second? Um, it was like Catch a Fire and Burn It. It's just like so. It's so raw, man. Like those three guys, are just like they do, hit it, man. They hit the, that nerve and just I don't know. They just kept they they they, they crushed it, and kept it going. Man. They definitely they definitely own that genre. I mean, yeah. just like this. I mean, Jimmy Cliff is awesome. Yeah. And some of the other you know newer guys or whatever are great. Like, but I think that they they just hit that genre. All right, so let's let's move on because I want to get us out of here in the next twenty minutes, and we're just gonna go. So so these some of these new ones will be rap will be rapid fire. Um, yeah. So I I'm up. I'm gonna do. I'm typing this in as we speak here. I'm gonna do the obvious one for me, which is obviously as you guys can imagine, Anthony, John, Chad, and Flea. We've been waiting for this moment all night. We've all been waiting for this moment. You knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. Obviously, for me, best band ever. Whoever's in second place is miles and miles and miles, miles and miles below these guys. They got the cat. They have the catalog. You can listen to them just about everywhere. Uh, they. I, I would argue that they have a go-to anthem song on every album. They've all been at death's door and back, except for Chad, actually. Um, they're all scarred up. Seeing them live is unbelievable. I think, I don't know if they're seen as influencers as much as, you know, to other people and other bands as I think in my head they would be, but I don't know. Um, and then I think that the, I would argue that they do have a signature, signature sound, but really only when John's in the band. Like, I don't think if he's not in the band on the couple albums they did without him, that the sound is super signature. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts? 
So, um, yeah, what were those albums that he wasn't on? Like you're talking about. Um, um, Dave, One uh, Hot Minute. Arcadium. Uh, and, then, um, and then all the early stuff. He was on the, he was on, he wasn't on the first album because that was Hillel who then died. Yeah. Uh, was Hillel on like, like their first three or four albums? Like he was on Freaky Styley, right? He was on um, Freaky yeah. Styley, yeah. Yeah. And so John, on, I think, started on Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk, I think, right? Yeah. So he did Mother's Milk, Blood Sugar, everything after. He, he didn't do One Hot Minute. That's Dave Navarro from Jane's who did, who's yeah, on yeah. there. And then he didn't do Dark Necessities. Um, I think that's, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple, a couple in there. Uh, I think he was on straight Stadium Arcadium, wasn't he? Or maybe he wasn't. I, I think he was. I'm not sure. I think he quit. I think he quit on that tour because you know, like he quits every time they go. Every time they're in Europe on tour, the dude quits. So <laughs> they should stop going to tour, doing tours in Europe with him. That's just an yeah. easy thing. Yeah, um, yeah, Jack. As a guy who's seen them in in concert in the at the very beginning, what do you think? I I think I've seen them every album they've been out. Like, hey, I know I, that's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Cra- I mean, I, I've I've I'm seen. <laughs> um, I mean, the first I and mean, that was like one of the first cassettes that was like stuck in my VW bus you know, in high school was just, you know, their first album just played over and over and over and over. And then when I finally got to go see them live, just blew my mind. I mean, they're just, yeah. I mean, they're, they're one of, they're like number one. Uh, were they on your list? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for, I was going to give you the honor of, <laughs> I know. But you know me so well. Amal, were they on your list? Supports the, I think it's their live. Uh, Performance that totally supported them. Like, yeah. I mean, I've seen, I, yeah. I saw them the first time in, I think, 80, I think 88. And then saw them through all, you know, when, when Navarro, when they were testing Navarro out in the band, saw them in a little club in LA and they all just wore masks and, you know, came out and played and no one knew who the guitarist was, but then, you know, you saw his tattoos and you're like, okay, that's Dave Navarro. And then, you know, saw him in just epic shows. Like I was telling you, saw them play with the Beastie Boys in a live show at the Palladium. Oh my God, that must've been incredible. Just crazy performances. Amal, were they on your list? first date was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Nice, (laughs) dude. Pretty solid. Yeah, she had no idea that I was taking on her date, you know, but I um, took the Chili Peppers. And she's like, yeah, thanks. That was a fun, that was a fun night. I'm like, ah, that was a date. That was a date. <laughs> that was the Chili Peppers. More than a fun night. So, um, so I have to be honest, Jim, that they, they were not on my list. Um, <gasps> I know, I know. And here's, and I think the reason why is because I, I, I only saw them once. Um, okay. Seen him in concert, like in a real concert, like actually been to see him in concert, I think it would have been, been different. But I saw him at Lollapalooza, and it was just like wow. this super short set, and it Mass- wasn't like, impressive. And um, so they didn't like blow me away. Um, I, I, I loved them in college, and Blood Sugar Sex Magic, I think, is an amazing album. Um, yeah. I, but I think like I, I had um, one hot minute, and I didn't like it. 
Yeah, uh, that's I, fair. I shouldn't judge a band by you know this experimental album where you get the weird guitars from James James Addiction. <laughs> since since then, like I, I like I know they've had hits, but they sort of fell off for me a little bit. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's not to say that the, their quality isn't there. I just haven't really followed them that much. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just haven't kind of kind of stuck with them. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's 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 totally fair. Um, so you just need to delete my number from your contacts. I think <laughs> this will probably be the last time we speak, which is a shame because I think you're awesome. But I, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. that's it. Um, yeah, right. they they. I've seen them in New York in big places. And then I saw them at that benefit at Belly Up, which is, you know, as you guys know, super small. Um, you know, every, every time I've seen them, it's kind of like how you were with Fishbone. Just like, you're just so locked in. Somebody could have lit me on fire and I don't think I would have noticed that they were that good all the time. And I, and I love like their, I mean, they're, I love their lyrics. Um, I love Anthony's lyrics. I love like, he gets so like, you know, like all the dude raps about or talks about is like California, like getting laid dolphins and sunshine and like his buddies. And like, like, it's just like, for whatever reason, it just completely speaks to both my inner child and my current regular child <laughs> that I am. So yeah, I, I love everything about them. Um, I don't have any red hot chili peppers tattoos, which is odd, but and I don't think I'm going to get any, but that's a different story. All right, let's move on because I don't want to keep talking. I don't want to monopolize this and turn this into a Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast because that will be our next podcast. And we will turn Emil because I want to see if we get one of these bands on all three of our lists because that would be huge. All right, all right. Emil, you're up. Oh, all right. Um, and we have 13 minutes. What do I go over here? 13 minutes. I mean, Pick whoever you want. Uh, you know... Rattle so, off like five bands. Rattle off like five off your list. Rattle off like five? Okay, so th this is my sort of like my my not super interesting part of my list where sure. I dropped like Led Zeppelin, The Beatles. Um, I put The Stones on there. Um, and I put David Bowie on there. Okay. Uh, and I threw Tom Petty in there too. Um, I think David Bowie is the one that stands out to me as being particularly influential to me recently. Um, I've always liked David Bowie, um, but especially since his, he passed away, I've really kind of had a resurgence in just like trying to really understand what he was all about. And what I dig about him is that like he's, he did so much for such a long time and he had this image of being like this glam guy, you know, like I think a lot of people didn't really dig him because they had this like single like image of him being just this like whatever pretty boy, but like he was the hardest working guy in music and not only did he like make his own music, which was insane and creative and really, really interesting, but he also um, was super influential on um, bringing other artists up. Like he would go out and find guys like Iggy Pop, you know, and write songs for them. And did he find, he found Iggy Pop? I don't know if he found him, but he, they toured together and they became super close. And like they, um, he kind of, did did a lot for Iggy Pop, um, oh. similar Mop the Hoople. Like he he wrote one of their most famous song that they they have, um, and like he just was like you hear stories about him being involved with all these different artists, and um, he really had this huge influence on music just generally. And what do you, what would you, 
what would you say to somebody like me? So, I mean, I obviously know who David Bowie is. and I know some of his albums. I Like Modern Love, I love that song. I love that yeah. album, yeah. China Girl. Um, I love the um, Ground Control, the Major Tom. Like, I love that song. So, so I like his stuff. I don't, I don't, but I'm not familiar with a lot of it. So if you were going to say like, hey, you don't know much about him, but you're interested, what album do you start with? I like check out like maybe like Z Stardust. Z Stardust, <laughs> okay. I mean, it's got like Star there, like Z Stardust, and like tons of good songs. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like he just strikes me as somebody who's he evolved a ton too. Like he, I mean, he started out, you know, I'm just did did so many different things and was in so many different genres. Um, so yeah, but that's I guess that sort of rounds out my list there. All right, yeah. it's pretty solid. So, Jack, was, give us give us like three or four. I'll give you the range. Give me the okay. range. No one put Rush on there. Ooh. Ooh. Rush. Well, Ru- I mean, that was like Whoa. elementary school, 2112 yeah. moving pictures. That was, yeah, that was in college. I went through a huge Rush phase where I bought all their albums. Right? I taped them, actually. I, I did it. <laughs> or, uh, oh, yeah, the, the cassette, the cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC. ACDC is good. Fantastic choice. Yep. Good call. Police. Oh, yeah. oh. I missed that one too. Okay. One more. Oingo Boingo. Wait, Oingo, did Oingo Boingo make your top 10? Yeah, they're on my, yeah. I mean, because they were very influential. I mean, I, again, it was my high school experience of like meeting the band and hanging out. And it was kind of like always every party, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. LA, I, you know, K, K- Rock in LA. I mean, they pretty much pushed Boingo Boingo, you know. Nonstop. Yeah, I feel like that's a very LA thing. Like, you grew up in LA, like, Boingo was a huge part of your fishbone, life. Fishbone, Oingo Boingo. Did you have Shirley Fishbone Pepper. on your list? Yeah. You did. Maybe, te- maybe text, text me your list afterwards because I want to look at these and see which ones. You have bands like Black Sabbath and Ozzy. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't put. I didn't. I yeah. I didn't do that shit. Van Halen. Van Halen. I have. I have Van Halen. Did you have Van Halen? I didn't. I didn't put Van Halen. You didn't have Van Halen? No, I couldn't think of them, man. I didn't have time. NWA. You have NWA on your list? Yeah. Nice, dude. What about? I mean, you guys. Neither one of you probably has this one. Sonic Youth. No. 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 Not a huge name. Me so Sonic Youth. How many songs can you name by them? Like my problem is that I didn't really go very deep on. I mean, I know like Thurston Moore. I mean, I you know you know the band, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're Sonic. Like so much of the music was like experimental, and some would say noise, but they weren't poppy, right? They weren't catchy, but they were they were like a key part of that whole alternative. indie movement you know yeah. kind of alongside alongside like all the bands like nirvana and pearl jam but they weren't grunge they were like this indie punk nerdy yeah like nerdy music i always <clears throat> i i don't know much about them but i always thought that um when i heard the name i always thought it was one of the best i always thought it was like one of the best band names that of a band that i didn't listen to like, I always thought like, wow, this is just such a cool name. I mean, like, I don't listen to them, 
but the name is pretty cool. Like, for I mean, where, where does that fall on your list of criteria, Joe? I don't uh, know. Uh, <laughs> I would say, like, a, I think a good name is is really important. It gets you in the door. It gets you in the door. Like, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> and, and I, I feel like. We just watched, we just watched uh, Wayne's World. And uh, I'm reminded of that. They're, they're going to this uh, club to see Cassandra, you know, to mm-hmm. whatever her name is, by the way. And uh, the guy's going, uh, Wayne's going in and he's like, oh, this band sounds terrible. Who are they? And they're like, the guy's like, they're the shitty Beatles. <laughs> and he's like, are they any good? He's like, fuck. He's like, oh, so it's not just a name then. That's so great. Yeah, like I think I think like Fishbone, the name Fishbone is awesome. Like I just think it's like you just can't have a bad impression of that name. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's yeah. great. Um I'll tell you who's out who's on my the rest of mine. Allison Chains, huge, huge fan. Van Halen, Stevie Wonder, which obviously I just, you know, I He's one of those guys walking into any room, you hear him, you know who it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Here's a kind of a random one, Earth, Wind, and Fire. All right. I grew up with them. Like, not grew up with them like we were buddies, but like grew up with them and like my mom used to play them all the time. So Earth, Wind, and Fire, all upbeat music. Like they had all that crazy 70s album covers of them in front of pyramids and shit and just like not a bad album at all. Uh, Tupac. And then one I we haven't talked about at all, which I thought that, maybe would have in common is prince because i put prince down i thought about that you got print you had ammo you had prince prince yeah on my like second 10 nice jack you didn't Uh, have him no i mean i I thought about him and i and i acknowledge like he's an amazing musician and songwriter and performer but i was never a prince fan i just he he never just never did it for me that Uh, crazy isn't that so funny like that's i think that's so interesting about music is like like you can be that into Bob Dylan and I'm kind of like, yeah. And, or I could love Prince and Jack's kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I know that he's a great musician, you know, great. Yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't take away from their musicianship mm-hmm. or their, their quality as a musician in any way. Yeah. You know, people have personal preferences. For and then the last, the last two, I last two I have are Soundgarden. And then I had, I also had the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Anybody put Pearl Jam down? So, so here was the big fight that I was anticipating we're going to have, but we only have four minutes left, so we're not going to have it. I had them. I know you two love them. I took them off because, yeah, I know, I know. Because for me, it's, it, you're going to laugh, but the catalog, like the first album, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Second album, good. And then like kind of every other album, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I, and I tried to listen to, I mean, you both have told me on separate occasions that the latest album is kind of a throwback, you know, kind of like 80s rock, like really good. And I've listened to it and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. But if I had to have them play their first album 50 different ways on 50 new albums, I'd rather do that than necessarily listen to any of their other stuff. All right. Can't really talk to you anymore, but you know, 
<laughs> it's been good. Make your case. We got three minutes. Make your case, guys. Make your case for Pearl Jam. Let's go. Let's hear it. I mean, Eddie Vedder went to SDA, man. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> He's a local. <laughs> so he went no, to the local. He went to I, the I local high I, school. I have to win. One of those bands you have to listen to, like over. They kind of like the albums will grow on. You. Yeah. Like they're, you know, it's like your first listen sometimes is like, ah. And then you hear it again, and you're like, wow, that, that was actually a really good song. And then it, give me I, give I, me an album besides Vitality and Ten that I should listen to. Let me Google it really quick. Emma, <laughs> hey, well, what about you? Tell me about Pearl Jam. So, like, I I mean, I I more heavily weighted on their first couple albums because they were really influential to me. And like, um, what is it, like I was at, I guess college days. Um, but Ten and then Verses was their second one with the oh, Sheep. Right. Yeah. Um, those are just like two really influential albums for me. And I just felt like it's just like kind of like them and Nirvana came out at the same time. And Nirvana, like Nirvana's amazing, you know, Kurt Cobain, whatever. But I just felt like everybody was just so like enthralled with it. And it sort of, I didn't really connect to it, but Pearl Jam. Yeah. Like, You're a contrarian. Really, I like that. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, back, but back then, dude, that actually was a pretty contrarian way to think because Nirvana was like the shit. And yeah, just like everybody in my dorm was just like, I bought you down there. I was like, yeah. yeah. You know, so, but Pearl Jam kind of just snuck up on me. Like I was hanging out, like I heard it in some my buddy's car one time driving to the beach. And it was just like, what is this? Like, you know, Alive was the first time I heard it. I was like, this is something else that I'm not, you know. I, I don't, you? I like it's like, I felt like I'd heard it before, but I hadn't heard it exactly that way you know it's like it was like reminiscent just like pure like raw rock and roll and, but it's also like new and interesting you know could you uh, listen if um an unanswerable question let's say eddie vetter was not the lead singer would they no. they no. still be as good no. uh, that's hard to like say. how much of a drop-off is it if he's not the singer and you get someone else who's good I mean, they're still making good music, you know, but it's uh, like Vetter's voice is so much a part of that. Yeah. The way he's like Alice in Chains, right? Are yeah, just- it's a good point. Now, you know, with Lane Stanley being gone, or Stanley being gone, like I, I actually don't listen to Al- new Alice in Chains at all just because it's not even remotely the same. Stone Temple Pilots, you know? Yeah. 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 Interesting. Jack, so, did you find the album? Well, as you can see, no code. That that was a good one. No code. It was kind of a little comeback after you know, was it like their fourth album or something like that, or fifth album? All right, I'll check it out. I'll give them a try. Believe me, it's. I mean, I like them. I had I had them in my like top fifteen, and I and 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 I put them in my top ten, and I was like, yeah, Pearl Jam, obviously. And then as I was looking at the other ones, I'm like, well, is it really that obvious for me? Like, it's not necessarily that obvious. And I'm like, oh, I know, like I know these guys. What you say? You feel, like, you feel like everybody wants you to say that, so you're saying <laughs> it because everybody else feels like you ought to. But you're standing your ground, man. I like that's you got to do it. It's your podcast. You got to do it, dude. You got to do it. I got I got. Can I admit something to you guys? That, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You guys may not want to hang out with me again after I say this. Um, I do not prefer Alice in Chains. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't really care for them. I don't know okay. what. It, yeah. Okay. So here, here's what we have to do. Let's make it. Let's make a deal because I can't even address that yet. When this, when this pandemic is over, yeah, we are going to bring 
case of beer, bottle of whatever, wine coolers, whatever it is. Emil, I'm inviting yeah. ourselves to your house. We're going to go sit in Emil's shed, in his music shed, and we're each going to bring the album of choice to convince the others. Jack, I'll take care of the Alice in Chains for him. You bring a, bar, a Bob Dylan one, and then Jack, you bring whichever one of those that you think yeah, you need to bring. Is that, how's that sound? Deal. Sounds good. I'm in. All right. All right. So why don't we, why don't we wrap up? Thanks dudes. I appreciate the time. Um, I'll post this tomorrow and send you guys the link. Thanks for being on. This is a, All right, this is a great good. highlight of my week. <laughs> yeah, dude. Good hanging out with you, man. Thanks for putting this together. This yeah, really of course. Fun. We'll do this yeah. again. Hopefully Thank people you. will listen to your podcast after this. Well, I mean, we'll have three of us at least us three. <laughs> we'll see. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> All right. You guys. Yeah. Bye. Bye.